0: Courage is the most important of all the virtues, because without courage, you can't practice any other virtue consistently. Welcome to Building Grit, one call at a time. Every human being will be faced with a massive challenge. How you deal with problems is based on grit, determination, perseverance, and will. On this show, we talk to people who face challenges and how they dealt with them. This is Building Grit, One Call at a Time, and this is your host, Nick Wingo.
1: Thanks for tuning in to Building Grit, One Call at a Time. I really appreciate you guys tuning in to take a listen to me. Today, I want to talk about something that I have waited to talk about for quite some time. There are not many people that know about this specific thing I'm going to talk about, but it is near and dear to my heart. And to start this out, I have been a firefighter for about 16 years now. I have seen a significant amount of death. I have dealt with a lot of trauma. I have dealt with a lot of stuff throughout my life. Being a firefighter is the only thing I have really known. Lots of kids, I'm going to call them kids because when you're 18, you're still a kid. They join the military and that's where they go. you know, Other kids go to college. What I did is I went straight into the fire service. And so I went to high school, graduated from high school in 2003, and I went into one semester uh, at a community college for firefighting to get my Fire One certification. And from there, I was hired as a resident firefighter. And that was where my career started. And I have been a firefighter ever since then. I had to grow up rather quickly just like the military being a firefighter is very similar because we see a lot of trauma we see you know dead kids just a lot of dead bodies you know severed limbs just really bad situations and so i had to grow up really fast i had to really figure out how to maneuver through dealing with death just like uh, some a kid who goes to war i had to deal with that on the home front you know not on the same level just it, it's just different it's different trauma that i dealt with and when I started out in the fire service, it was still there was still the stigma that it was not okay to be not okay. And so, it was always suck it up, Sally. It is what it is. You know, we're going to see dead people, that's just part of it. That's part of being a firefighter. You know, I'm sorry if you don't like that, but that's how it is. And if you show sadness or frustration or that didn't make you feel right, then that was a sign of weakness. And Progressively, the fire service has started to change and it we're working in the right direction now. We're getting to the point where it's okay to not be okay. We have teams available to us. We have people available to us to talk to us if we have a bad call or there's a lot more organizations these days out there that are available to give you the the help that you need. But when I started out in the fire service, it was not like that. That was not the way that it was. You know, it started to set up this perfect storm for me because 18 years old grow up fast, right? And then, you know, this constant level of trauma and I started to deal with some pretty deep depression, frustration, you know, and just not really understanding what that was. And one of the biggest problems I had is that I never controlled the way that I dealt with those memories. Looking back now, I understand that. And so what would happen is, is that I would hold a dead kid for example that's you know the worst one the worst ones are always the kids are always the worst ones and when i would hold that dead child there was a trauma that was burned into my memory our minds are very powerful and we remember every moment and those ones like that are ingrained and just really chiseled into your mind and what i would do is i would have that memory and i would not deal with that memory i would just go with the old motto of like hey if i'm not okay with that that's weakness so i'm just going to brush it off and pretend like it's not there and that is the worst thing you can do because then it starts to compound and the more death that you see and the more things that you see the worse that it starts to get you know as i progress in my career now i lose some friends to suicide they commit suicide and like i understand why they did what they did. It's this really difficult space to be in because when you're a firefighter and you see people that commit suicide and you know what that looks like, at least for me, as I see suicide, I would say, oh, that's the most selfish thing to do. However, your mind gets caught up in those same thoughts. Your mind gets caught up in the same ideas of like, oh man, maybe I should just end it because I have all this this negative energy. I have all this sadness inside of me because of all these things that I'm not dealing with. And when you don't deal with those things, they start to really add up, and it just is this constant bombardment, and it turns into nightmares. You know, I, I would wake up in the middle of the night thinking about these kids or whatever the, the call that I had been on. There's one in specific where I can remember the blood hurtling scream of the mother. We had to physically leave the house because of the screams of the mom, and it, it was, it was it, I can still, as I sit here and talk about this, I can start to visualize this, and this was probably 13 years ago now. And I can vividly see that. You know, There was a time when I was at the firehouse and we were sitting at the table and somebody said, hey, I think there's somebody coming up to the door. And they came up to the door. And as I opened up the door, I saw the baby in the mother's hands and the baby was dead. And I knew that from about 10 feet away. And I got handed a dead baby at the firehouse into my hands. You know, and this was like 6.15 in the morning, and this was not what I was expecting. It was very overwhelming. It was a very just difficult time. And so we took that child and we did what we could, everything that we could do, and that child did not survive. There was nothing that we could do. And that stuck with me. And I can just sit here. I could sit here for hours and give you story after story after story about kids, about death, about just really bad situations, really bad things. And so I have lost a couple friends to suicide. I have lost them. One specifically called me the day before he killed himself and he reached out and I didn't reach out back. And I never got my chance to make my peace with him. I never got my chance to talk to him because he killed himself. And that's rode with me for a long time and it was something that bothered me immensely. What I want to talk to you guys about is my suicidal ideations and the only people that know about my suicidal ideations up to the point of when you're listening to this podcast is my wife. She's the only one. There's one of my really good friends knows, actually two of my really good friends know that I have struggled with that. Other than that, there's not anybody that has known about that. And so I want to talk about this because the pulse of what's going on right now. And I have seen so much suicide. I have seen so much of it, and it is devastating. It is devastating to watch the people, the families, find out that their significant other, their friend, their daughter, their son, has killed themselves. The impact that those people have on the people that are surrounding them, if they could only see that, if they could only understand how much they were truly loved, And they could get out of their own way and they could really look in their mind and say, what are the things that are really bothering me? What can I do to get better? And how can I move forward? Even seeing all that and knowing this is the space that I'm in right now. I'm starting to understand better what it looks like. I was not in a great space in the past. And So I, at one point, even told my wife that she would be better off without me and that I should just kill myself because there's a lot of life insurance and that she would be better off and that it would be deemed as a PTSD. D suicide and she would be taken care of for the rest of her life. And that is a terrible space to be in. That is a terrible space to live in. And I want you guys to know that you're not alone. And so I know that some of you that listen to this podcast are in the medical field. You are firefighters. You are, you're part of who my, my people, right? And then some of you that are listening, you know, you may not be in the same space that I am, but however, you may be have or struggled with the same things that I have struggled with in the past. And the biggest thing I'm trying to do with this, the biggest thing I'm trying to do with this podcast is make you understand that you are not alone. Like you are not alone in feeling the way that you feel. You are not alone in thinking the way that you think. And that is once you know, for me, once I knew that I was not alone and I was not the only one, that was such a huge step. That was such a huge step to go, man, I'm not the only one that feels like this. Then the next step was, how do I deal with this thing that's causing me to have these issues, these thoughts, these things that are controlling me? For me, one of the biggest things I did is I went and saw a counselor. And so, if you are afraid to go see a counselor, like I would encourage you to find the right counselor. There are a lot of counselors out there that are not the right counselors. There are a lot that are the right counselors. And I did EMDR. If you don't know about EMDR, I don't have time to really tell you about all of that right now through this podcast because we could be sitting here for an hour, but look it up. Once I did that, I started to really change the way that I I was looking at things and thinking about things. To the point where I am right now doing this podcast, I have completely changed my mindset. I'm doing some NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming. I have found techniques to help me to file away the things that come upon me. And so now, I have taken this technique that I've shared with some people that When I have something that happens to me, I intake that memory and I deal with that memory within 24 hours. I do my process, I go through my process and I shrink my memory down so small and tiny in my mind and I file it away properly. And now that I do that, I control that memory. I've learned how to control that memory and I've learned that it is my memory to recall when I choose for it to be recalled or my memory to file away as I choose it to be filed away. And what that's done for me is it's been life-changing because now I still have the nightmares on occasion about certain calls, but they are not to the severity they are. And if I do have the nightmares, I am able to recognize that, ooh, I didn't completely file this memory away like I should have, I needed to deal with this memory and completely file it away. I need to make sure that it is completely gone. I need to make sure that, I mean, it's not going to ever be gone, but it is completely dealt with in the way that I understand how to deal with it now. And when I've done that, it's been such a game changer And so if you're listening to this podcast and you need help, you need someone to talk to, you need someone to help you understand. And if you want to learn about my process, by all means, reach out to me, reach out on my social media. This is the one time where I will help anyone that I can to get through this. And sometimes the suicide hotline is not the way that people want to do it. And so I'm going to throw it out there. Like if you're struggling, by all means, reach out to me and I will help you. I will help you understand what I've gone through and how I got through it and help you to hopefully get through whatever ever it is that you have going on. The biggest point that I want to make to you, the biggest thing I want to say is that you're not alone. Here I am building grit, the guy, the big, rough, tough muscle dude with tattoos who has dealt with suicidal ideations, who has felt the way that I preach not to feel, who has gone through the things that I say is the most selfish thing to do. The biggest thing I want you to understand, too, is that our greatest weaknesses will be our greatest strengths. Because when we have a weakness and it is something that is there, when you overcome that weakness and you get better from it, it is your greatest strength because you have overcome it. And so what an amazing story. What an amazing thing to have to speak on when you have a moment of weakness that you are able to break through that weakness. If you have that moment, you can change lives. You can use that to leverage other people and help them to not have to do the same things or have the same weaknesses. So I want to encourage you because I know often I got caught up in the, I have this weakness and I have that weakness and I have this weakness. And that's what's holding me back from moving forward. That's not true. That weakness can become your greatest strength. And so like with me now, one of my greatest strengths is speaking to people, being open, being honest, telling them where I am, showing them that, hey, even me, I've dealt with those suicidal ideations. I've dealt with those thoughts. I've dealt with that stuff. And being able to speak on this and such a public platform and put it out there, it's really invigorating because it just shows that how much power I have over it rather than it having power over me. So when you have that, when you have that power over that weakness that you used to have, man, it feels so good to know that you control that thing. And so I really want to encourage you to know that you can do it. You can get through it. There are times in life where it is difficult there are things that we have to maneuver that are very, very, very real and very, very frustrating at times and sometimes feels like there is no other way out than suicide, right? I want to encourage you and say that there is, it's your mind. And once you get out of your own way and you step back and you realize that And you get that thousand foot perspective and you start to look at things. I promise you, you can get through it. There are people that will help you. There are things that can be done. Killing yourself is never going to give you what you want. Because I know for me, I I was so desperate for, I was so desperate to be happy. I was so desperate to not have to deal with the difficult stuff. I was so desperate to not have to be around because I just didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to have to deal with those memories. I didn't want to have to deal with those things. But looking back, like how amazing that I am able to sit here and put myself out there and talk to you guys and say, hey, I went through this too. I have a story. I dealt with this. Man, it feels so good to be able to do that now. And looking back at it, things weren't as bad as I thought they were. It was my perspective. The biggest thing was my mindset. It was how far into my own mind that I was. And so be encouraged. You can get through everything in life, everything in life you can get through. I promise you, you can get through it. It may seem like you can't, but when you do, you're going to be gritty and you're going to have some grit. And so I just want to remind you, build grit through gratitude resilience, intuition, and tenacity. When you start to do those things, you will become a new person. You will become great. You will become the best version of you that you have ever seen, and you will continue to level up if you lean into that. So, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I want you to be encouraged. Just understand, you're not alone.
0: You've been listening to building grit one call at a time. Everyone faces challenges and we talk to people who use grit to be triumphant. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you had some fun along the way. We know we did. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with Nick on Facebook at Nick Wingo and on Instagram at building underscore grit. And remember. Victory is always possible for the person who refuses to stop fighting. This is Building Grit One Call at a Time, signing off.